Welcome to the party, pals. I'm Phil Gawthorne, action movie screenwriter. And I'm Liam Billingham, movie podcaster. And together we host Die Hard on a Blank, a podcast from Sugar23 that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema. In each episode, we'll talk about one major action movie that was released after Die Hard. Now, some of these movies take place on a bus. On a boat. Or even a roadhouse. Uh, sure. The point is, these are action movies that couldn't exist without Die Hard, and its DNA is everywhere. Die Hard on a Blank is a celebration of action movies and a deep dive into the ways that Die Hard shaped the action genre. So if you're a casual fan or an action movie Die Hard. Ooh, very nice. Then Die Hard on a Blank is for you. Yes, you personally. Our first two episodes, which are all about the original 1988 masterpiece Die Hard, drop December 21st, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil, do the line. Now we have a podcast. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody. This is Liam Billingham, co-host of Oeuvre Busters. Before we jump into this week's episode on Red Dragon, directed by Brett Ratner and featuring Philip Seymour Hoffman, barely, um, I'd like to just remind you to please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We had no new ratings. Actually, we had one new rating. Sorry. Thank you very much. Five stars. <laughs> no surprise. Um, and But no new reviews this week. And the more reviews and ratings we get and the more subscriptions, the more people can find the show. So it would be very, very helpful if you could please take the time to do so. And also, if you have thoughts on um, any of our opinions, like George's theory that uh, Love, Lisa was about 9-11, crackpot, we would love to hear them. That's all for now. We're very excited that the esteemed and great and former Brooklyn resident, we miss you, Paul, Paul Molinari, is here to talk about Red Dragon. Enjoy this episode. I'm Liam Billingham. I'm George Fogopoulos. And I'm Paul Molinari. <gasps> Another guest host, and this is Paul. Oh, it's the uh, something about Uber Beats. (laughs) Uber Beats is good enough. Uber Beats. (laughs) So today we're discussing in our uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman arc, arc campaign, campaign. Call it what you will. Uh, 2002's Red Dragon, directed by. Brett, well, that's what I was going to get to. So Paul's here because he is the a world's resident foremost Brett Ratner, Brett Ratner aficionado. And you guys can't see it because obviously this is a not a Pope, visual he's medium. Wearing, he's wearing, he has a, he has a Ratner the, tattoo. Yeah, Rat for Life. Rat, yeah, yeah. Rat oh, wow. yeah. for Life. Rat for Life, yeah. yeah. Um, well, real quick, real quick. What Brett, Ner, Rat, what Brett Ratner movies had you seen before I this? have only seen the X-Men movie, The Last Stand. The Last Stand. And Red Dragon. George? Um, I've worked. seen... Mm. This, Red Dragon. I've seen Red Dragon just yesterday, mm-hmm. and for the first time. For the first time. Had you seen Red Dragon before? I actually saw it in the theater. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's my wow. second time seeing it as I, well. But I didn't realize it was actually after Hannibal. For some reason, I thought yes. it was. I Hannibal at, is a. I looked that up. Hannibal. Yeah, I love Hannibal. I can't believe they were made so. Um, they were pretty much back to back. Because they're very different. We were crazy for uh, psychiatrists People back love. then. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Crazy for them. Yeah. Good what. Uh, <laughs> Liam, yeah. Nailed what it. can you t- your Brett Ratner films, please? 
I'm trying to run a fucking podcast Can I just, can I quickly, I think I've I've alluded to it before, but can I just tell my Brett Ratner story? Oh my God, you've told this story and I edited it out the last time. Yeah, because it wasn't that good. Oh, come on. No, let's hear it. Let's hear the, first of all, which Brett Ratner movies have you seen? Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Which is, which is, I think he actually did, didn't call like his production company like Brat Pack or something or like Brat Pack. Yeah. Oh, I have some really great facts. Can I just read these Brett Ratner facts? Let's do it. So I was doing some research. Oh, I think they're called Brett Facts. Yeah, I was. Um, I was reading the Welcome um, to Brett Facts. The peer, re- the peer-reviewed uh, journal uh, on Brett Ratner studies. Okay. Um, and it says it's here, an academic joke. Two guys in the room get that joke, and I'm kind of <laughs> like, I sort of am around I, getting I, it. I just need to read this one fact. Ratner began directing music videos in the '90s when he was a sophomore at New York University. He was manager and executive producer for BMOC. Big man on cap- campus, one of the first white rap groups. I was like, mm-hmm. of course, of so course. You made a movie Fucking called Brandon Whatever Happened to Mason Reese in, a, in NYU. That's a pretty good short. We should, I do want to say that this film is like stylishly crafted and like well made. I'd like to point you to a zoom movie in called, the movie. Although you, I'd like to, <laughs> zoom I'd like in to, uh, the movie. Although we do have to talk about um, Ed Norton's. I would like job. to. I would like to uh, very quickly just point you towards a movie called Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs. When you talk about a stylistically yes. made movie, get the fuck out of All here. All right, so the movie begins. Um, oh wait, sorry. Let's. We should talk about the opening credits. The opening titles. Yes. Oh, the titles. What were your thoughts? So, of course, I always think about the uh, the classic opening titles on newspaper, which would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it's oh. a great, those are great I mean, titles. it really just distills exactly what happened to Eddie Valiant yep, 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 over true. his entire life. And this was, this was not that? No, yeah. this was not no. that. This was, this was guys... Bad. It was a lot of titles. Also, it's a lot of psycho. Re- I feel like this movie is abound with Hitchcock is, references, like B minus Hitchcock. I mean, is, is this a movie about the press more than anything else oh, because of that damn uh, diary and how much true. information he gets out of that it might be that's true that's a good point i wrote at some point very good at scrapbooking um my problem with the titles was that like one word would be in red and the other would be in white and the woefully random like why is brett ratner like why is that in red like that's what i i, I couldn't i couldn't help but laugh at that because it was just so that's what my note couldn't help laughing so these are the, you guys are talking about the titles after like the opening the like first the cold scene. open right uh, yeah because yeah, so there the is cold a cold open, open. what's the yeah. cold open is the actual the concert yeah oh right so, so there's the film, a concert the film opens lecture's taking in this show right it is mendelssohn's midsummer's night dream i believe i believe you're yeah, right i did my research again nice. in the peer-reviewed journal. Sh- i'm pretty here. sure it was that depeche mode record but go oh, ahead maybe yeah which one where the flowers um, really kills me. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Everybody knows that famous Depeche Mode record. Yeah, uh, well, the sad thing is every Depeche Mode album Person just Jesus. left in my head. Yeah. Reach out and touch faith. Yeah, of course. That yeah. one, yeah. It's bow, 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 bow. So he's taking them in the show and he's pissed off because of the... The flautist? Flautist? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Is Ooh. it the flautist? It was. It okay. absolutely was. Mental note. Order some flautas later from Nova Mexico. Interesting. Getting hungry. So the flautist is like killing it. Interesting. And not in a good way, but he's no. watching it. And Hannibal is clearly annoyed. And if we know anything about Hannibal Lecter at this point... Which we do, because we've had two films. Right. Yes. We've actually had three films. Had One's three. a masterpiece and two are fine. Is that he takes his... Manhunter's cl- class. Yeah, I was afraid that was going to happen. Very, very seriously. <laughs> Maybe it's not the time to talk about Manhunter? A, okay, cool. It's always I, time. I to, haven't seen it. It's always time to talk. I about, haven't seen it either. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And this is not our men on man podcast. Where no, we mansplaining. Talk, we're talking oh, man mansplaining. mansplaining. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Mansplaining. We don't talk about Michael Mann films, but I remember seeing actually bits and pieces of it because it used to be on TV all the time. Right. So this opening scene, the guy screws up on that, and then and then we cut to so the flautist can't play, and there's yeah. like a cut to Hannibal Lecter. Like, well, there is an concerned. intense zoom. Yeah, like, that's a from long the back push. Of 
of like the. It's one of the, the more orchestra. stylish moments in the film. George seems to. George was saying they thought this was like a stylish movie. Yeah, he I, did say. I'm gonna, that. I'm going to say it looks it. mostly like a, a TV movie. I may have said something about Pasolini. Yeah, yeah, I very, I see a lot of echoes. So totally. then we cut to a dinner, and this is when the movie gets bad because that first scene's pretty good. <laughs> two minutes in, well, but the well, time second, code two thirteen. The second, the second, what's his name opens his mouth. You're like, oh god. Well, who wrote? This? It's very campy. Well, very it's a thing where it's it's an introduction to. AFI's number one villain of all time. That's straight comedy. Yeah, that's true. Him like Is wincing. He? Yeah. Him wincing and like the audience, like every time the, the flautist hits a note. Yeah, it's awful. It's I mean, we're we're just basically making a comedy about Hannibal Lecter right now. Yeah. I, I just can't help like that that colored like the rest the dinner the the concert it was just well, the like, other so problem with the dinner is they're sitting there and they're like Hannibal this looks delicious and then Sue Ellen Mischke from Seinfeld very is good like, reference I wow. can't I realize I, that thank you I can't help but I can't believe we're having such a good time while our best flautist is missing <laughs> and like he's like yeah like he's like literally twirls his mustache. <laughs> And like while he's serving these plates of like very red meat, this it's so isn't, stupid. But I felt like this film attempted to like capture a balance between the first two. Like, I like this is not as campy as Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal but Hannibal's so, so good. I, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. I so don't remember. I, I will I, not, it's not great, it, but it's so good. It's one of those movies where it's not, like at least it, Ridley Scott went for it. But it's super it, campy. Yeah, I guess you literally hear Hannibal Lecter say "Okie dokie." <laughs> Before he throws uh, it, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he goes, okie dokie. Right. It's Which, good, you know, though. it's like good. So then basically, yes, obviously he's, he's feeding them the flautas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but but they, there's a guy who's like, well, he's a terrible flautist. Yeah. And they all like laugh. And you're yeah. like, what? No, yeah, the dialogue's uh, terrible. It's really, I was ready for someone to say, shit, I wish I was eating this guy. You know, <laughs> it's really on the nose. Some might say we're eating Uda right but now. Then the movie has and he's the in our stomachs. It has the restraint to cut and he's cleaning up. And yeah. then the, yeah. the doorbell yeah, there you and go. in walks Ed Norton. some blonde bimbo. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is it with this dye job? It was so yeah, goddamn this That's a guy living his life on the beach. Or soon will be. Sand in his hair. And uh, Norton plays. Norton plays. Will Graham. Will Graham. Who was played by William Peterson in Manhunter. I'm just going to keep comparing. And then also it to played the by someone in that TV show that was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot who played him, though. Yeah. With the British guy. British guy. British guy. Uh, mm. It doesn't matter. But yeah. No, no. But all, a, that's a good guys. show that I couldn't watch anymore. But it really it, upset me. Uh, Prince Charles agreed. <laughs> and then, like a really um, I think turn? it was um, Bob Hoskins. Oh yeah. yeah after yeah, playing yeah, Eddie Valiant. Yeah, God, I miss him. Bob Hoskins. So sad. So um, Will shows up, and apparently he's been working with uh, working tirelessly to with Hannibal, All right. To obviously find the <laughs> the Chesapeake um, Slayer Ripper. Chesapeake Ripper. Slayers, right. which you don't find out is what they've been calling Hannibal till afterwards. Um, also, I, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that this play takes place in Baltimore. And I was like, man. Partially Baltimore, right? Well, in the beginning. But I'm saying like Hannibal, like that those are stomping grounds. And I was like, holy shit, like a Hannibal fucking the wire crossover is like where what I need to see before I die. So long story short, um, Will finds out that like Hannibal is the, in fact, is the murderer. Is the one who's been eating all these people because he looks at his bookshelf. After the zoom in on the sweetbreads line <laughs> and his French cookbook. Yeah. It is like three cuts yeah, between so, thank you for bringing Ed this Norton, sweetbreads, Ed this Norton, sweetbreads. Sweet <laughs> one of the notes I wrote down at some point was... Um, Will Graham is less scared of 
anything than Brett Ratner is yeah. because Brett Ratner's just like sweet bread, sweet bread, sweet breads, <laughs> and like Edward Norton, he's like, hmm, well, yeah, like sort of like, and then like behind him, Hannibal Lecter has the knife, and you're like, dummy. You're, he's so, a, also he's a total limbo. named Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You're a cannibal. Yeah, you're a cannibal. It's that's, I guess it's pretty much like there in the name. Yeah, like, like why'd you change like, your name from Joe Lecter? Lecter. Yeah. Cannibal. Yeah. Hey, why'd you change your name? Do you feel oh, like I people named Hannibal are like, fuck, man. MAFI is number one villain of all time. <laughs> they're, they're just all Hannibal over the place. Hannibal yeah. like, God damn it. There's so many of them. There's three darts out there. So then we have this ridiculous too. title sequence. Well, they fight. They no, fight. they have to fight. And Will Graham kills Hannibal. Or, no, good God. Kills him. Shoots, shoots, him, him, shoots him a couple times. A lot of times. Yeah. And we get to see Anthony Hopkins' ponytail. That's true, yeah. Yeah, the ponytail is the I really, star the, of the show. The anti-aging um, technology. <laughs> like giving Hopkins him a ponytail? Here? Yeah, it was like incredible. To be fair, Anthony Hopkins has looked... A hundred years old since Silence of the Lambs. It's even before that, yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, what did you see him before? Before Silence of the Lambs. Oh, on uh, some uh, King Lear. Oh, really? On Broadway. Did you? No, no. But I'm sure he has at some point played King Lear, and if he hasn't, read the boards. He should. He should. That's an expression I heard once. Did an amazing (laughs) scene on the on the on the Heath. That's King Lear. Yeah. Oh, you said King Lear. Wow, I'm off. So then we get these amazing title sequences. Really good. Yes. Really good. Where we get caught up to speed on something we already know. Yeah, and this yes. is where we find out that his name is a Chesapeake Peak Ripper because of the montage. You see also, uh, do you see a picture of uh, Phyllis Pinora Hoppin here? You know, but you see no, the Tattler. You, you know see, it's right. Freddie Lowndes. You see the right. name Freddie Lowndes. You see Lowndes. his work. You see his work, yeah. And you see kind of you get caught up a little bit on what's happened because so apparently also like you find out that Will is retired. Right. And that's where the he's next cleaning boats, takes place. making yeah. boats. And all of a sudden he's on the beach. So it's seven years later. We cut right. to... Wait, wait. Please stop, guys. Who hired Danny Elfman to yes. score this movie? Who yes. hired what Danny Elfman to score on? this movie? You're right, yeah. With the score, it's. I felt like well, I was so watching it's, Batman. It's, Returns. it's a Hitchcock ripoff. I, think. <laughs> I mean, it's. But once again, like not what, Hitchcock. Uh, what tone is this? Is this a comedy? Uh, is this a whimsy? A gothic whimsy? Uh, yeah. like, also, no, the you see who shot it? Dante Spinati, who also oh, yeah, shot course, yes. a little movie called Manhunter. <gasps> oh, double so dips. It's, yeah, Wait, and guys, one of them we did a good job. Holy shit, is this the shared cinematic universe of Silence of the Lambs? That's what the Hannibal? ending would like you to expect when he's oh like, Hannibal, you have a visitor. It's a lady. I What's should, her name? I should have said spoiler alert. I wrote in my notes like it would have been amazing if there was like a Rogue One ending where they like brought like they digitally like but like reconstructed the, like a jo- the, like a Jodie Foster. Cut, yeah. The Lucas got <laughs> put in Jodie. <laughs> yeah, and she, walk, and she walks in, Hope. <laughs> What a goddamn awful ending. <laughs> so then we cut to Will, and he's on the beach, mm-hmm. building... Um, boats. Well, not boats. Mo- he's fixing engines. He's fixing motors. Fixing, fixing find out. The Hollywood okay, but it's version. it's boats, guys. It's boats. And Harvey Keitel, who plays Crawford, shows Jack up. Jack Crawford, played by Dennis Farina in Manhunter. Oh, Much oh. better. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch a movie now. Harvey Keitel will definitely not get Farina'd. You definitely no, no. He will not, yeah. He's, so he's Harvey secure. Keitel shows up and he's like, "I've got this serial killer." Yeah, uh, and you've got name the Tooth Fairy. Does he call tooth him the Tooth Fairy? No, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that comes up. Yeah. So basically, he says like, "Hey, I need you to like come back." So they these kill two families like sequentially, um, at, like every like full moon or something. Which, <laughs> yeah. Two families with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Liam loves family murder. It's like that's my, what I'm here it's for. My favorite kind of murder. <laughs> so then he basically says like, "Hey, come back to Atlanta and like uh." Let me figure this out. Cut to Will talking to his wife, Molly. Yeah, this, I fell asleep during this scene the first time. Played by Mary Louise Parker. Mary, the thankless role for, for the wonderful, effervescent Mary Louise Parker. Well, she has her moments. She, there's a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, no. <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> oh, 
yeah. that was a Chekhov thing. Yeah. Of Weed's fame. And then basically they're like, and then you also see the kid. I wrote a note here. I was like, wow, I hope Hannibal eats the kid. And I was like, he's probably not going to eat the kid. But basically he ba- he tells his wife like, oh, I'm not going to go back to Atlanta. And she's like, don't go back to Atlanta. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, just be chill. This movie is really paint by number. Like as we're, as we're no, going scene yeah. by si- scene here, I'm kind of like, why are we going scene by scene here? Because it's, yeah, it's really, it's, this is every murder mystery movie you've ever true. seen. Yeah. So maybe we just let's just abandon the scene by scene. Go, let's just let's just get through. It We're real not quick. doing the procedural that Will himself goes through to oh, find the tooth fairy. Dun, dun, so dun. so he goes to Atlanta. He goes to Atlanta. Yeah, and he does. He goes checks the out the house. Scene. Yeah, and he very quickly figures out that there's a dog right. that no one else has figured out. Like no one else has been like, "Where's the dog?" Where's the this, dog? These yeah, murders were like six weeks before. Yeah. The cops are terrible. Yeah. Awful. It's like, hey, what do you think was in that dog bed looking thing out here at the house? I don't know. Who the hell knows? Strange to me. It's weird. It's weird. Did they have a giraffe? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's what this movie definitely needs, a fucking giraffe. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Will's like, I think it was the giraffe. But Crawford's like, I don't think it was the giraffe, Will. (laughs) No, it was the giraffe. Yeah. He's like, we have Ralph Fiennes. Ray Fiennes? Ray Fiennes. He's like, Rafe. He already like admitted he did it. He's like, yes. But wasn't his accomplice perhaps Uh, a giraffe? Favorite Fiennes, Rafe or Joseph? Oh, Rafe. Rafe, yeah. Rafe, yeah. yeah. Rafe. It's, I it's think a, that's it's clear, a right? trick question. Yeah, Joseph yeah, Fiennes is pretty just, good, though. He's in some great movies. Can I do my Joseph Fiennes impersonation right now? Sure. Like, beep. Uh, Rafe, how your brother Joe? Um, I just need another 20 quid, mate. Um, just, you know, hard times. You know, it's um, still trying to get that um, Shakespeare and Love sequel going. But um, um, keep calling Tom Stopper to, to you know, get on that. But um, and beep. Crush it. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, Rafe? Yeah, hi. Jo- I don't know Joe, what happened. I think the phone hung Joe up. Joe Fiennes, your, your brother. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Joey. Saw you at a Easter about seven or eight years ago. Oh, no, I'm still. Listen, um, I, my message cut off. <laughs> I'm still doing plays, yeah. Yeah, but 40 quid, uh, maybe it's 60, really get me through the month. Um, yeah, just, um, you know, you know where you can find me. All right. Your British accent is, is middling, but when you said month, it was perfect. <laughs> it, was it was like spot on. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So th- I love. Th- so then the, s- the scene cuts at him in like the hotel. Yeah. And there's like pictures everywhere yeah. and the orgy of evidence, the, like the oh, orgy from it's a minority so bad. report. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> I'm still staring at this like, bad no die one, job. No one goes like, wait a minute, and like furiously yeah. looks through. It was papers. Doctor House way oh too early. Oh my god. We should also say too that earlier in the film, during his first encounter with Hannibal, Hannibal says something like, "You, you have like this great imagination or something." Give you this You're great creative. Way. Yeah, that's a creative imagination. That's like, my Hannibal actor ability. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. This ability to like sympathize. <laughs> Bonnie. Bonnie. I, I do. The Barney thing was amazing. Frankie yeah. Faison being yeah, back yeah, from the absolutely. other one and Dr. Chilton being back from amazing. the other one is very yeah. good. And the anti, again, the anti-aging technology also used Incredible. on that. Yeah. Incredible. They look, they look eight years older. But also like, did you notice he had like five or six like huge like yellow notepads like around him? And it was like, I was like, yeah. is he taking that many fucking notes? Like no, he's I been know. here for like two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically he like has like some sort of like magical epiphany so we find out that the tooth fairy apparently walks into like these houses, breaks the mirrors, and then like uses the mirror shards to kill people, and then, and then put, put shards. The, sh- the shards in their eyes because yeah. he wants an yes. audience. And then he kills you the dogs beforehand. You want... Do you like how periodically through the film, Edward Norton will be like, "You son of a bitch, you wanted an audience." <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, there was a direction like I don't think the audience is getting it right now. Can quick, I? Can quick, I really, say something can I, out loud? Can I quick, real, real quick, do my Ed, Edward Norton impression in yes, this movie? Please, yeah. Beep. Hey, it's Ed. Um. Do you want to do the scene again? <laughs> All right, well, I I guess we can. Can you just hang on? Beep. Hey, it's Ed. Um, did the money go into the... <laughs> yes. 
Hang on, I have another call. Beep, Brett. Yeah, it's yeah. We can do it again. Yeah, beep. Josephine, why are you calling me? <laughs> Ed, what's up with your hair? Yeah. tell me about that hair. <laughs> Ed, are you okay? Hey, Rafe, can you tell your brother to stop calling me? I'm, I don't even know what fucking quid is. He keeps asking me for All right, quid. And cut, Rafe. Yeah, mate. Uh, Joseph called me again. Oh, sorry, buggers. <laughs> he's just thinks on the side of the stat. He's like, hope nobody sees me here by the catering table, <laughs> stealing food. <laughs> I always visit me brother on set. Brad's like, your fucking brother's stealing food. Again. So he has this epiphany, yeah, and he calls Crawford, and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, he wants people to, he wants to see, he wants, uh, Son of a bitch, yeah. he wants them to see he it. He wants them to see. And there's also, like, the really weird details. Like, he screams in the phone, he used talcum powder. He used <laughs> yeah. talcum powder. I got a text from George at 11 p.m. last night that just said, talcum powder. <laughs> oh, that's oh I, I get that, like, oh, twice a week. Oh, shoot, just I thought I was, yeah. I no, thought no, I was special. It had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> And then also George just texts products he buys very often. One of the best details also I forgot, but the, the conversation that he has with um with Crawford, Harvey Cattell, is that he says like that uh, the killer's a secretor. It's like Oh, what a line. Ew. What a line. <laughs> He's a secretor. Ew. Um so we cut to the police force and they're having like a meeting or something. And, and this is, it's, where, this is um, the scene with Bill um, Duke. Bill Duke. Yes. Yeah, you're saying yes. Yeah, From correct. of Mandy fame. Of man <laughs> of commando fame. But best Bill Duke? We would say oh. Predator, right? Predator. Yeah, yeah Predator. Predator is better than Commando. And also he has a much larger role, I think, in Predator. That yeah. cast in Predator is Red Dragon good. Oh, man. I mean, two governors. I was fucking... How do you beat that? I was fucking... You're, oh, my God, you're right. Totally. <laughs> you, could, you could trace back like our current like political oh, situation yeah. to Predator. It, if it, it bleeds. Straight line from Reagan to Commando. <laughs> so then we cut to this, like, um, I guess, kind of a debriefing where um, Will is kind of talking to the police force and kind of filling them in. Uh, I hate scenes like this in movies because it's like, let's get the guy standing in the back of the room to come up and yeah, talk. And, right. and they ask, like, why is he doing it? And he's like, because it makes it's him feel god. like he's a god. Would you it's give brutal. that up? Yeah, would you give that up? Would you give that up, <laughs> you son of a bitch? And this is also great, though, because this leads to our first and one of the only Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> he's uh, in this, got about four scenes in this movie. Yeah. However, the, he the is last scene he's in is incredible. the best thing about this movie. Oh, I disagree. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Emily amazing. Watson's very, very yeah. good. In no, the, the the tiger. The tiger steals a show. Oh, tigers only yeah. in. No, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> beep. Yeah, hi, Crawford. This is Will. <laughs> it was the tiger all along. <laughs> beep. So, um, no, you think he's the best thing in this film? No, oh, by far. His murder scene is incredible. No, the whole he's the best thing about the movie by by and large. Yeah. I feel like we should just get through the summary so we can talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie. But what happens next? So this is so then at this point Crawford's like you got to go back and you got to like talk to Lecter, right? Because like, he's the one like will have like the insight or whatnot. Um, but we also quickly find out that Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Freddie Lounge. So this is the scene I want to talk about like very quickly. Paparazzo, but not really. So they go to lunch. So the the first scene of Philip Seymour Hoffman is is this one right here. Like they're mm -hmm. leaving and the press is there, Correct, right? Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of sidles up. Is apparently the only competent journalist there because he's like, right. I'm just the only guy leave covering the, this. In every movie, there's always yeah. the like idiots who are interns at like Huffington Post that have the like 1990s tape recorder, and there's the guy in the back who's like, Yeah, I'm gonna fucking follow that guy over there. But he like he's great because every like you pointed out, there's a scene earlier in this movie. Do you guys remember the scene when he's checking out the house in the first house? Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. turns on the light and the music that oh Elfin that that cue, musical cue with the bloody um, the note mattress. That Brett, yeah. Nat, Brett Ratner's more scared of the tooth fairy than Edward Norton is because that moment would have been super powerful if he just turned on the light and it was just silence. And right. that's how I feel about this whole movie. It's so campy, except Philip Seymour Hoffman is just like, hey, 
I'm Phillips. Like he's the only realistic <laughs> thing in the movie. No, don't you think he's buying into the camp though a little bit? No, not. I mean, to to the degree that that guy buys into camp, sure. But you're still just watching him, and like you're like that's a hundred percent who that guy is. He's like, he's just kind of like, hey, Paul, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I think he he was really like believable as who he was supposed to be. I don't know yeah. if I would qualified as campy i just feel like he's like he definitely knows he's in a shitty movie no no i think i I think that's actually one one thing that i disagree but i don't think he would ever approach it like that i think he was like fair took it it's a it's a very serious performance in a in a goofy in like a goofy as fuck movie right i mean it almost seems like the the movie slows down when he's doing his i mean he may be the creepiest part of this movie i mean yeah because he's the most realistic yeah i mean he's this oily like low completely life. amoral yeah he I needs mean, some talcum powder he does yeah, well and also like the movie so oily. it's another case of like him as a character in a movie being betrayed in a like edward norton has this like beach blonde hair and anthony hopkins who sucks in this movie who sucks in every scene of this movie mm, i just not every oh, scene. he's so bad He's the only one you're just kind of really like, oh, like he showed up on set to like to play. Like it's, I'm not sitting here trying to just like f- talk about Phil Simmer Hoffman Grang all the time, but I'm increasingly just like, holy shit, there's other, this guy is like. He the just scene where he's murdered is incredible. And he also yeah. just doesn't give a, f- like he's not there to like, he's not, he's doing it in such a way that you watch his performance and you're like, this guy exists in a different movie and he's very realistic and that makes him scary. I felt. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I, I do, I, I did get the vibe that he's like, this film is like beneath me. Not that he, not that there's you are, contempt. You are putting that on it there. It's not. It's there the same at kind all. of contempt that I like bring across in this podcast. I'm like, I just like, I don't I'm clearly here. so much better than this. Like, of course. No, I just, I think, I think there was a bit of campiness to his role. Really? Like, well, yeah. Give me an example. I mean, I just feel like, like he's, he's like playing. He's like really, I think, like overselling like the sleaziness of his character. Really? Yeah. When? Not, in, not like in a bad way. Oh, I totally disagree. But I, just, I just think like he knows the character he's playing. Like, do you think there's subtlety to the character? Well, no, but the, no. Go ahead. I was thinking like in the in the scene where um, Ed Norton feeds him the the bullshit story. <laughs> yeah. Like, how close is Hoffman playing that to I know what you're doing right now? Yes. And I'm like doing, and it was like those moments where I was like, I'm not sure if he knows he's being used. And then immediately be like, oh, he's he knows totally. He's being yeah. used. That's a hundred percent. This is really, it's really strong. It is really strong. I, that's actually the moment I was thinking of wow. when he, you're kind of like, is he? This guy's not stupid. And then right. Hoffman, Hoffman has this ability to communicate verbally and vocally, like, yeah, I know this is bullshit. And if you try to play this card on me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm. And then what's his name? Crawford goes like, fuck you. Like it's, it's yeah. so perfectly modulated mm-hmm. because you do spend a few seconds being like, because. That part of the movie is so Brett Ratner bad because it's mm, like, yeah. tell it, make sure you get the picture of the yeah, building yeah. in the background. <laughs> there's just no, so, just there's so, no subtlety. Yeah, yeah. Like, all they have to do is look at the camera and be like, we don't want the tooth fairy to come here. Yeah. Wink. Although I will say, okay, I will say this though about his performance. That scene later though, uh, when the tooth fairy kills him, lights him on fire, that was really him. He went full method. Yeah, he got himself glued on fire. to that chair. <laughs> they threw him fucking down the street. I was like, that's fucking commitment. That is fucking commitment. Let's talk about the scene where he gets murdered, though. Let's just jump ahead. Can we quickly? I mean, I just want, like, Emily Watson? Yeah, like. But, okay, uh, so let's keep we'll going. We'll get there. We'll okay, get there. so very quickly. We can go back to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we could we'll, go back. Because the, the plot will circle we back. Used, the show it, used to have structure, man. Yeah. She used to have structure. Well, I just want to talk about that fucking crazy influence. scene. So, like. Okay, no, it's so not your fault. It's not your fault. Ray Fiennes also, like, 
so he goes to meet Lecter, and they have like this really like this exchange, obviously, which is like very typical exchange of like it's like oh, like he speaks in riddles, he won't fucking tell them. What, He's what a. T- he, I tweeted uh, Hannibal Lecter is a shitty consultant because <laughs> they, they're like Hannibal, we need to know what's going on. He's like, if you look deeper, yeah. you'll find the answer. Yeah. And you're like, no, we're literally asking you to tell us what this Just guy look is. Just a little deeper. You need to look into yourself yeah. to find the killer. But right? I love the, I love the line here where it's like when Vil, Will visits him and they're like negotiating over like whether he's gonna give him the file or not. And he's like, give me the file. I need one hour and some privacy. I'm like, is he going to fuck the file? <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he just needs to read it, you like, guys. What is he, he's going like, to turn around. He's like, oh, good God. Lecter's fucking the file. Yeah, it's like, a paper cut fetish. What is he like an, an hour in privacy? Oh, my God. That sounds awful. Like, what the fuck is that? But you, I, I had that moment where I actually thought, and maybe this says more about me and my opinion on like investigative. This is a bad IPA. Like, just, I told no, you. no, it's pretty good. They, they really like had to go... Um, Consult the most notorious serial killer. serial killer for two murders, guys. Yeah, two murders. That's actually a really, really good. I mean, point. does two make a serial killer that you need? I don't. Like, I actually think you need more kills than that. I think you do. But then again, <laughs> more, but then I again, think you do. Well, how many did you have before you got put on the victims. It is eleven victims. Yeah, the body count's pretty oh, high. Yeah. It's families. No, that's true. And a dog, which like really no. hurt me. Like, no, that's like that dog. I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry, bud. A dog and a cat, right? Yeah, but fuck the cat. Yeah, fuck the cat. Oh, guys. Get that cat guys, out of here. <laughs> I'm out of this podcast. <laughs> Mike, drop. It was B- never Bella, Bella, be- you're on. <laughs> Hello. That was awful. That was really offensive. It feels <laughs> yes. the highest endeavor. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Paul. Should we... Uh, what are we doing? Where are we? So then we um, cut to... Uh, I mean, Will goes to like another crime scene, but this is also like maybe like very close to when we finally... Oh, wait, he also drops the line very quickly because... Lecter says like oh he might be disfigured mm-hmm. and like then you like 20 minutes later you find out that like the killer is Ray Fiennes and mm-hmm. he has like the slightest an Adonis, yeah, he's an fucking, Adonis. I had, I called that my, tattoo is hot I, ash cheeks till the, the fucking cows come home right yeah, like, very hot. clearly worked out um, no, and, that's normal. He's and you see you don't a- look like that. You see Zash. <laughs> it's just normal. You see Zash cheeks a lot because he has like this ridiculous tattoo on his back of like the red dragon. Um, but we cut to him like in this nursing home and he's like working. First out. of all, that that cut was how I mean they just get to the house like yes. it's it's cut. It's Thank there you. was like twenty minutes in between that where all of a sudden it's just like. Why are we zooming into this house? Oh, wait, we're with the killer now? Yeah, like, yes. I was like, oh, we're in no, the crime scene? And he is just pumping iron to his grandma. It is. <laughs> his grandma's yelling yeah, at him. Yeah, berating him. Well, it's a, it's a psycho ripoff, right? Because yeah, you have this yeah, kind of like, Norman. Good, that's a good point. Yeah, but Norman didn't. He didn't pump. Pumped he, uh, to his grandma. Nah, he... Uh, <laughs> he pumped. It was different. Yeah, um, to the birds. Is that how he stuffed birds? Is that how Arnold did it? Is that how he got jacked? He pumped it to his crown. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, and this is also where you find out that he works um, at this like photo the lab. Photo lab. Yeah. photo lab. And he is being sort of reverse me tooed by the uh, the the. I mean, doesn't Emily Watson say something about? Oh, we all have been checking out your body. Everyone oh, yes, thinks you got like right. a hot yeah. body. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. What is going it's on? Weird. Right it's now. weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And we find out that she's bl- that she's blind. blind. So this woman. Right comes to see or he comes to pick up film yeah yes. and, and they start developing this relationship yeah so the best thing about this movie is besides philip Seymour hoffman i think is the relationship between emily watson okay. emily watson and, and joseph fine's brother joseph <laughs> hideously disfigured it is a hideously disfigured and this is also where the film by the way takes that weird turn right because then he goes off to work he gets hurt at the oil rig and then he goes back to emily watson and he's like i want you to find a man this is a 
Hi. Make love Hi. to him. Really quick editor's note. Come back to me. I don't have any control over what, what George like. says on the podcast, which is why this is just <laughs> the most woefully <laughs> fucking random thing I've ever heard in my life. Editor's note. Huh? Come on, breaking the waves. I'll talk to him. Yeah, I know. I love it. I do love it. I'm getting another fucking beer. And this is also like around the time uh, where you find out that like he is like the red dragon because Lecter basically drops like a Blake reference. Right. Yes. And that Will in his detective work goes to the library. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And finds Stunning a, work. Yeah. Finds a reference to. Uh, <laughs> we're done. To All Blake. Right. We went. For we it. are just now we're fucking doing this. We're just going for it. I threw the notes that. away. All right. Because this movie doesn't be need one mythical creature, oh, which would it red be dra- the red dragon. No, no, no. Like from like any. I'll be I'll be Falcor from uh, the Never Ending Story. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Who are you? Oh, I don't have an answer to this. I mean, Jesus. Oh, mythical creature. No, he existed. Sorry. Didn't you read that Paul Verhoeven book? Jesus. Uh, that's right, yeah. Uh, the Gospel of Horn. No, to, no, to Verhoeven, yeah. And this is interesting because this brings me to my answer, which is Robocop. I would be Robocop. All right, let's talk that about Robocop. is a good one, yeah. Um, so basically then... Um, so this movie proceeds apace. It does. Things um, happen. Hannibal Lecter... Uh, not Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Will keeps talking to Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter keeps talking in myths. Um... The tooth or in riddles. fairy can, it seems to have another set of prey because he shows another. He he sort of starts to like get ready to kill another family yeah. while and, and watch but, while getting closer to Emily Watson. Yeah, and then and, yeah. once you start getting laid, you kind of like leave the uh, the murder. So then aside. he goes he goes to the Brooklyn Public Library to eat the print. Great Ray Fine's performance it right is. there. It is probably the str- it's the one thing I actually remembered from seeing. Yeah, me too. In the theater. But also, right. that's not the Brooklyn fucking. No, no. Museum. I mean, I mean no. it's not Ray Fine's either. It's Joseph. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, and then it ends with he goes back to his house and he's going to kill Emily Watson. Uh, Emily Watson, and then he, well, he abducts abducts then he shoots himself. Yeah. He shoots himself. Well, he has to cons- consult the vault where he keeps his diary when another human being isn't around. Right, 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 right. And he's and being acres. talked to by his, by the red Oh, the dragon. grandmother, yeah. It is very oh, Norman and the, Bates. And the red dragon, right? That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. He's like a split personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's of, got a yeah. schizophrenic thing. And uh, the movie ends with him, with, what is the movie? So, the movie okay, so can we just briefly talk about that scene where he like shoots himself in front of Emily Watson? Yes. yes. So like, it makes no fucking, so as it's filmed, the camera's entirely on Emily Watson. He's burning down the, the house. Um, Will knows um, who he is, where he lives, so they're on their way. But the way it's filmed, like he shoots himself off camera, so he doesn't really shoot himself. Right. And blood splatters on her, but he's not wounded at all. Like, what the fuck? Where's the blood coming from? Well, he shoots. He is he shoots shooting the, the other Frank guy? Body. He's got the guy with him. Wait, which the guy who Frank Wally, the boyfriend, yeah. the guy that she oh, was the guy dating, hitting on her. the guy B- Brett, the body Brett, on him. big Kahuna burger, yeah, Brett yeah, 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 from yeah. Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Brett yeah. got shot twice wow, yeah, that's right. in both his roles. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank Wally's been around. Frank Wally's in a bunch of stuff. Check out the big brain on Brett. So, oh, is it so really dark in here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's really dark in here. It's all good. Okay, I don't know if it's if it's the mood of this. Yeah, totally. So then you find out after the fucking play place blows up <laughs> yes really no, Edward Norton goes back to, <laughs> yeah. to goes back to, to work on his motors right in, uh, Florida Florida yep and this is when is this when Harvey um, Harvey Cartel gives the uh, the Tommy Lee Jones fugitive speech when he gets the phone call when he figures out that that's not the body he gets he gives he like gets this long yeah. like get me this guy get me this guy send him here and I, that's yeah, all I kept on thinking was yeah, like yeah. how long ago was the fugitive yeah. oh my we're god doing the fugitive outhouse. is so fucking good oh, it's, it's like 92 93 94 94 
but it, it, outhouse, it had that vibe to in it. that area. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it yeah, had yeah. that vibe to it. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> so good. Um, and then basically, yeah, obviously, like the red dragon is there. Mm-hmm. In his house, and he like abducts the kid. Or, yeah, like, abducts the kid. there's a standoff. That scene it's is actually off, very good. Get, no, I fucking hated that scene. Days X child abuse. I yes, love. Yes, Days X child abuse. But that's so, but it's it's it works. So Paul, do you want to explain what happens? Yeah, well, Paul. I mean, he he has um, a shard of glass on the the kid's throat, and Ed Norton comes up with the idea. Well, if I just berate my, uh, the 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 kid is scared enough where he pees his peeing, pants. Yeah. So then Ed Norton berates the kid in sort of the language of the grandmother, and it kind of like sets Ray Fines off. Yeah. And Which is, it's clever. It's clever. And there's the like an unfortunate like F bomb here. Oh, like, oh there in is. In the homophobic yeah. slur. I was like, uh. <laughs> and I bet you like Ed was like, uh, Brett, that's not in the script. He's like, no, you say it. You fucking say it. You say it, and then you fucking tell Joseph Fines over there to get the fuck off the set. <laughs> this is 20 days in a row. He keeps stealing fucking food from the canoe. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I just feel bad for the guy because clearly it is. He's it is funny how like I probably saw this movie in 2003, mm-hmm. and that probably didn't bother me no. in the way that it did well, now. Yeah. But viscerally, you're like, Oof. yeah, you know. That was George Bush's America. I was like, fucking anything goes. Um. Anyway, anybody know? So. No, anyway. so what? <laughs> so and then, then they they kill him. They ki- well, this well, is Mary also, Louise Parker. Yeah, and this is, goes back to like Chekhov's gun because earlier there's a scene where um, Lecter basically tells a tooth fairy where Will's family lives, and yeah. they are moved to Crawford's brother's farm. And there's a ridiculous scene where he teaches her how to shoot. Yeah, actually, yes. it's ridiculous because of the way it's like shot because it's so like it's, it's like in slow mo and mm. it's like so like overly like dramatic, well, patriarchal too. Um, yeah, he's quality from being like squeeze the trigger. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. and then yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so she's the one he wound Will wounds him, but she's the one that like puts the final like bullet and Ray right. finds his ugly disfigured fucking face because she was outside just like not even knowing yeah. something was going on. Yeah, and, and oh wait, no, not in film. Cut back to Lecter in his yes, dungeon. Oh fuck this! And this man. Is so and now ridiculous. all of a sudden, Princess Leia just walks out. <laughs> giving a speech about hope hope so yeah so jody so he goes like um was it the doctor clifton or is it barney dr chilton Chilton. dr chilton's like hannibal there's a woman here to see you and he's like i don't want to see her and then he's walking away he's like like, pretty she's pretty tell me her name and then it gets warmed up and then you're like cool it's like the it's like the silent the lamb runs on set oh it's me it's me it's me mate give me 40 quid he's like you have to pay me scale now scale scale 100 a day and um, and then wait, the film's still not over because then we cut to fucking Will on a boat with his family oh reading God, a note I from Lecter, which is like a love note. That's it's like, right. "Dear Will, I hope you're doing well and sailing somewhere in the Caribbean." <laughs> Why do you like sound like one of the guys Morgan from Freeman? South Park right and now? It it, that's not like an exaggeration. And like Will like reads this letter, he crumples it up, fucking throws it in the sea. You know, some right. dolphin's gonna die. And then like end film. Oh wait, maybe then it cuts to the Starling. Thing. So let's. Talk. Yeah, I think the the, 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 the Jodie Foster sort of reveal the last was the last scene. I think it but is, I could be might wrong. Be the last and thing. I was dying to see yeah, like a CGI Jodie Foster show up. Hope, like, hope, Mr. Doctor Lecter. What does? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Where was Miggs? Yeah, where still, was Miggs? I'm still, I mean, remember Miggs from Silence? No, I got to masturbate in in the cell. No. What did you like about this movie, George? The, I thought the cast was amazing. Okay. 
Um, we didn't talk about what we started. We didn't talk about the fucking murder scene with uh, Phyllis Simon Hoffman, which is probably one of the yeah, best scenes in the film. I mean, so let's, let's so yeah, two yeah. wheelchair deaths in yeah. all of cinema. And of course, Kusarita's <laughs> Underworld. Right. Of and course. Now, Holy the, shit. The what a fucking pull. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, brother against brother, burning wheelchair guy. Yeah. Something you don't forget. What's the one in uh, Underworld again? I forgot about um, it. Like the guy at the end, he's he's just comes by like burning that's right. the wheelchair it was like his it's just like in Red yeah. it's kind of exactly. absurd I think that's like, what probably where Brett it, stole it from yeah no I mean I, it's the first thing I thought of <laughs> here's my ode to Costa Rica okay so you, for you it's I love, I love the cast I thought the cast, cast is amazing. incredible and I do think like it's the tone of it is very weird like it doesn't know what kind of film it wants to be yeah I agree um, but I do feel like there are certain scenes that are like well crafted and there's like a certain kind of like creepiness to some of the scenes that I think mm. work well really yeah, it's which not scenes a, do you think are it's creepy it's not a good film I'm not fucking like saying go on and watch Red Dragon yeah no you fucking like, picked it I felt like I th- yeah I did fucking pick it I did think that there were like some of the like, stuff with the Tooth Fairy I think Ray Fiennes does like a really good job mm-hmm. um, and I think like some of the some of the um, I don't know there's like a certain kind of like creepiness so, like, you know when you, especially when he's in the um, like the nursing home alone I just feel like there's a certain kind of like tonal quality to it nursing there. home isn't a nursing home that he's yeah. in I mean I guess his house it's was just his like house. The, it's just his no house. I thought oh. it was like oh it was a nursing home you're right you're right you're right you're right I forgot about Sorry. the sign I mean maybe I'm wrong but I, I just feel like there's a certain I kind just of, was very confused there's a certain kind of creepiness to it that works well in certain scenes but like don't fucking watch this film it's not a good movie I mean I think if you're a Lecter fan it fits a Lecter completist what did you like about it I mean I don't know um, I I did like um, I did like Ray Fiennes. I uh, he has a in in you know I know what we're joking about, but he he has a physicality to him that's pretty yeah, yeah, no, pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, his, the back shot of his tattoo it was like that was worth the admission. You know, back in and, and 2002, him, yeah, yeah and, and him eating that paper, man. That's Plus, Fiennes uh, cock. There's some oh, Fiennes no, cock I mean, in the movie. Is there? There's, there's a shot of his. It's like he's running up the stairs, like very. Oh yeah, no, you absolutely see right. His penis, but mm. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I have know. the rental for another 24 hours. Oh, no, you, you shouldn't watch it. That so might not be enough hours to look at this <laughs> fine cock. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Liam? What did you like about this yeah. one? Uh, the score. I think, it's a, I think, I think that the it is score. interesting to watch this movie and think about how Jonathan Demme is a... It's easy to shit on Brett Ratner because we've been doing it for months, but it's also, to me, very... He's just not as talented a director. Correct. Like I think Jonathan Demme had like a real control over the over how he. Cre- I mean, the the reason that guy's a, a villain of all time is because that movie is so well made and like it's very subtle in its way. Like it's a ridiculous, you know, it's preposterous. Mm-hmm. But like he knew exactly. I just feel like the problem with I think one of the things I don't like about this movie is I think Anthony Hopkins is terrible in it. I think he's truly bad. He's doing because an he's just like yeah, he's doing an impression. Yeah. yeah, and then he's also like I mean, what worked so well in the original Silence of the Lambs, not Manhunter, because you know I'm sure that's a masterpiece. It but, is Brian Cox. Incredible. Um, I love Brian Cox, but he's had a lecture in Manhunter. Was, yeah, I I I heard you that. I just haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it when I, when I get home for sure. The, Tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's one Absolutely. o'clock in the morning, so no, 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 it's, it's, I'll, I'll make time. To, to put him in the cell so early yeah. in this yes. movie yeah. where you know like he's not you you know he's not gonna get out. Like you know sort yeah, of yeah, like that's true. He's not gonna escape. That's a good point. Line. Yeah. It just it's really like you you almost like like declaw the villain and now you're just left with, with Ray Fines 
talking to him through it the feels press. like a bad remake of silence of the yeah it, it, and without the teeth like right. without that threat of this guy and there's a vulnerability to jodie foster that that because you know, he gets out like Norton an hour his... into silence of the lambs yeah. right he escapes no, that incredible scene end, but... but it's like it what incredible. a scene though right? it is I yeah, mean, yeah. what this i just scene. remember I, I don't remember the movie that well but the sustained dread yes in that sequence is like yes because he puts on the, the yeah, it's just yeah, very, very well. But you're and right. You, you know, never feel... you know he's not going to escape from this. Yeah, so right. Because like, he's in the done. cell yeah. we remember from Silence of the Lambs. Right, right, it's right, not right. even like that's you, a really good point. You know, like they went, through, they went through great pains to even like he has his drawings, and that's the first thing Clarice Starling says. Yeah. Like you, you drew these things from memory, Doctor Lecter. Like you know, it's the exact cell that he's in, and it's just like, well, he's not getting out, and I'm just stuck with the tooth fairy now. Yeah. Um, no, totally. And we should maybe briefly talk about that scene where we're like, so the Tooth Fairy abducts Philip Seymour Hoffman, brings him back to his place, right? T- glues him to this like wheelchair, yeah. and then they have this like kind of like long protracted exchange where like obviously for a brief second like Philip Seymour Hoffman thinks he's gonna get out. It's kind of one of the only scary scenes. And he does. It is. So this scene's great too. Yeah, it's maybe this is the scene I was thinking about. And then and then he like uh, bites his face off basically, right? <laughs> And then he sets him on fire later on and like Ooh, rolls him down. That's awful. Well, and it's also brutal because there's a certain moment where I th- he like and he shows him. the tattoo yeah. and Philip Seymour yes. Hoffman starts to cry and you're like, this is absolutely a hundred percent believable. Like he's so believable yeah, in that yeah. moment. He's really strong in terms of just like you're like this is a real person who's like has fucked up fucked up his life and like this is kind of like it's all coming back to roost whereas like in the original he's so over the top in the manhunter he's preposterous mm-hmm. and over the top so the freddie lounge character you mean or the yes, killer yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. yeah freddie lounge in the original is played by the actor whose name i forget but did you guys see avatar yeah of he's course. like the military honcho guy steven weber is uh, his not, name. One of, oh. not one of the blue aliens it is, it's not yeah. one of the Navi, yeah. if I remember correctly. He's the, the general hunting the poor Navi, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. He's and he's as I recall, it's it's not campy, but it's like mm-hmm. he's sleazier. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman just comes off as like. It's my Any job. thoughts on Emily Watson? She feels kind of wasted here. She does. It's absolutely. But she's but she's so goddamn charming. She she's is. so yeah, goddamn absolutely. charming. Yeah. Like she is. The the ex- because the thing is is that there's no movie. I also think that relationship between her and. Ray Fiennes is I think Ray Fiennes is fine in the movie the I'm not like he, I think that he's actually the villain disgusting, and I wish the disgusting. movie had more of him yeah it, there's he's kind of wasted in the movie too um but I do think that Emily Watson is just like you feel for that character she's the most sympathetic character and that one scene she has with Edward Norton is his best maybe his best scene in the whole movie yeah where he's just like you have to do something about your hair like it's funny and charming and <laughs> yeah Oh, like, oh yeah. Something Ed Norton should have done something about his hair in this film. Like, it was it so just, you know, what if she? What if all of a sudden her eyes wanted to focus? And she was like, oh my she's god! Like, Back at you, Ed. No. It was just one of those things that it just it always felt cheap though. That like the blind woman could yeah. be the friend of the monster. The only yeah. It, it, that's that's one of those things that I just couldn't. I couldn't let it's from go. Like, Did either yeah, of you right, exactly. read Roger Ebert's? Three and a he half star movie. review of Did this he? movie. He loved this movie. He I, reviewed it, but he makes a good point. He's like, blind women have have always like have always been at the center of like cinema. Like they've played a huge part in like movies and stuff like that. Which I thought was it's an interesting historical thing to think about right, a little bit. Right. 
It yeah, it doesn't really do any. See, like that's like an interesting kind of trope or theme about this kind of because also the killer does it too, with like putting the the mirror in like people's eyes, and like trying right. to like I, I didn't love that. Of like reflection of like sight and of seeing, but it doesn't do anything with no, it. No, it no, do that's the thing. Yeah. Like I don't know if it actually did anything. It, it didn't do any work. Yeah, it you know. There's a scene about midway through the movie, maybe it's two thirds of the movie, where Ray finds has Emily Watson in the house. And he's like, I have to watch a videotape. That's weird. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta work. And so he puts he's on the video. Off. I'm like, yeah. Well, she's gonna take my pants. I believe she's giving okay. him a she's giving him a blowjob, right? She, lo- she yeah. She eventually does. Yes. She, and so you're what? I didn't. I was kind of watching the scene like. And he's what? watching a home video that he took from one of the yeah. And it's like it's the like m- the wife like he's like he's his obsession is with the wives. So I just didn't know really. I was kind of like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, that, that's like, such a, like a cheesy, like, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's just kind of mm, bad, like, right? Like uh, a serial killer. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be just creepy. But I mean, you mean like bad in the sense like it's just, I don't know, tasteless? I just, I just, fe- yeah, I don't even know if it was tasteless. I just was like sort of like, well, what the fuck is this thing? And I've actually read the book. And the book I oh. remember, I mean, I read the book 20 years ago. But I remember finding the book like much more engaging. When it, and I don't remember this mm-hmm. scene in it. I just was, I was bothered oh, no, by this it because is it just. Bratner. Bratner, yeah, Bratnerdition, <laughs> yeah, Bratner. I'm turning on a Bratner. lot. This is ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> we should have called him Bratner. Why were we calling him Bratner? That's the entire thing. Liam's taking his shirt off. Yeah. I think he has a tattoo. <laughs> um, do you guys remember the scene where they arrest Freddie Lounds yeah. and he's sitting in the interrogation room? Yeah. Yes. There's this little gesture Hoffman is doing where he's just like. He's smoking and he's just pushing the ashes off the, <laughs> like the table. Disdain. And I just literally was like, this is so good. Like, this guy is so grounded in everything he does. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas, like, you, Edward Norton would be like, guys, I'm acting. Look at yeah. me act. The camera on me. He's a good like, actor. He is. I, no, he's yeah. not. No, oh, I, I, he's good. Come stop. But he, he might not be good in this. He's very stiff in this, but he's a good actor. He's pretty stiff in everything. Mm, I disagree. Well, they were both in 25th Hour right after this, right? Holy shit. So he's very good in 25th they, Hour. They, they both are, but I couldn't help thinking that, like, I mean. That's, I totally forgot that's they're a movie both in where that movie. Hoffman yeah. is, is talking about aging poorly, like the, the relationship with his student. And yeah. he, he plays it as sort of like sleazy. Yeah. And even though it's like an innocent sleaze, but you it just doesn't fly is Instead of Red Dragon, George could have picked. Yeah, I was, we could have watched something good. I was thinking about that actually. When I was watching this a lot. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't." It's because it's sort of like he has the same <laughs> mannerisms, and I think like he mm-hmm. he like just just rolled it right into it. Like, no, no, no I've done this before. Like, well, that's an interesting be... thing to think about him as an actor because I feel like we've sort of seen two extremes, like the Big Lebowski, where he's kind of like stiff mm-hmm. and whatever, and you his career could have gone that way, but I feel like the way his career went was much more to the like, fuck it, like these like mm-hmm. much more kind of apathetic nihilistic nihilistic. i mean not entirely but like you know he'd play a priest that's obviously not that kind of thing capote is going to be a very very different thing but like i keep thinking about mission impossible and what makes him so interesting as a villain we're going to talk about that movie is how matter of fact he is in his Mm -hmm. insanity Mm -hmm. and i feel there's a little bit of that that movie he's the best part of every movie that he's in i think let me know what i don't know he's the best part of this thing this this thing that we saw that we watched uh, again, I think he's in it so little. Um, well, who yeah, made that choice, George? Who made that decision? Yeah, to focus was, on uh, George. I think it was. I think it was actually Paul. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly, <Not Ken> <laughs> Paul. Yeah, I literally watched Magnolia yeah. before I came to this. Yeah. Did you really? No, no, no. But that's what I thought we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> Magnolia would have been so Saturday at Nighthawk. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Ten a.m. Oh, wow. hmm. Be a good one. Any final thoughts on Red Dragon? 
Um, Bella, what do you think? I think very good. <laughs> it's very nice. The takes weren't long yeah. enough. The takes, they could have been longer. <laughs> I wanted to see the giraffe slowly starve to death. Um, I don't. Well, I don't. Good. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Bella. That was very helpful. Um, I think it's a. I think it's a pretty bad movie, if I'm honest. And I think it's. And I don't. I. Uh, I feel like it's very easy to say that, and it's very easy to. It's very easy to shit all over Brett Ratner because he's like. Well, he's a shithead, but also, like, it's easy. I think this movie just fails to... It feels... It's based on a book that is, like, kind of a summer paperback read that's lurid, and the movie never transcends that, whereas I think Silence of the Lambs really transcended the mm-hmm. kind of, like, sure. pulpy nature of its See, of the, its origin. The only things that I liked about this film were, like, its pulpy nature. Like, right. I, I talk, was not... Talk more about that. Well, I was just not bored. I was not... At certain points, I had, like, fun... Um, other and it was never something that was like, like I was glad to be able to turn something on and like be able to like follow like these very like generic conventions mm-hmm. of like the procedural like I knew obviously so you were going. into that yeah yeah mm-hmm. although it did feel also yes it like it's very I, long I was like two hours and seventeen yeah or something I was like two 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 five two five, two five. Yeah. okay two or five so mm-hmm. I was like ugh but um I wasn't bored but it's not a good movie I would not recommend anybody go watch this film when was the last time you guys saw Silence of the Lambs it was actually about. Um, I seen last recently. Halloween because my wife really? never saw it before. So, we so how does the sort of like, and I mean the seriously, like the psych, there's so there's those amazing scenes between Jodie Foster and um, right Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Right. How do those compare to the ones in this? Well, there's there's like an overwhelming like menace to and tension to those scenes, and okay. when 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 he asks her personal things, it feels like invasive like every yeah every mm. time she opens her mouth it feels like she's making a mistake okay like by by giving something to to lector no matter what buffalo bill has done there's always that i don't even think you should be here like you l- let buffalo bill escape right you know and in this case it's just he's a sideshow he's 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 a cartoon character yeah, i got it and it's it's just like there's nothing thrilling or horrific about this movie and so it's it's just a different animal. Do you think the problem the is because he, we've already psychologically seen, but also like at the beginning of this movie we see Edward Norton or Will Graham best Hannibal Lecter. Right. No. So we're never, but we're he's just he heard never. The word he's never truly going to be haunted. <laughs> he's never truly going to be like scared of this guy because mm-hmm. he's already like survived him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still something occasionally like menacing. Well, when he like like fucks with his family from like the distance of his cell, like that's done like the, in a sort okay. of creepy manner. So yeah. the one good Anthony Hopkins scene, in my opinion, is when he calls Call. the woman yeah. on the phone. He's like, "Be a dear and retrieve that yeah. address." Like that feels like Hannibal menacing. Lecter with intention because he's active. Like he has something yeah. to do, as opposed to just be like. Sinister. I think they'll say the line. Yeah, Just yeah, say yeah. the line. 100%. I think. I think though, if you go back and watch Hannibal, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. You'll Hannibal. Be, yeah, you will look at this film, and especially if you watch them back to back, and notice like his performance in that is like way more over the top. Hmm. I only remember eating Ray Liotta's brain. Yeah, That's the only scene I remember. I remember Gary Oldman being in it and, and, being and, and very, and very good. And he feeds like fucking children, like a, a brain to but a child to on the plane. Point, like it's so campy. I'm not saying it's be- it's not. No, I think that's a better film than this. To your point, I think that the the problem with this movie is it can't decide what kind of movie Correct. it wants yeah. to be. It's very. Like, they hired Danny Elfman. Yeah, <laughs> that's. It I is mean. really funny because Danny Elfman is an ama- I mean, his scores are really great, but it's a weird choice. There's right? always there's a whimsy to it. 
there I mean, is is there something whimsical about yeah Hannibal there Lecter? really is to something yeah. and there true. was also there was also that one weird scene where Jim Carrey shows up playing Ace Ventura like during one of the police really? briefings like the really tone here is all over the fucking place then. he shows up he makes a really terrible transphobic comment and then he disappears I'm like that dude that wasn't in this film like, right on brand it's like yeah they just like, like, I'm fucking putting that in. They had some B-roll from yeah. uh, Ace Ventura 2 when Nature Calls to yeah. stick in there. There is that great line. And I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but of... um, uh, Anyway. What show? What I forgot what I was going to say. The show he did with Michelle Gondry. Which show was that? In Living Color. In Living Color? No, he did a show with last season that was on Amazon? No, let's wrap it up. What? Let's wrap it up. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, no, the Jim Carrey, like the, the children, like, like the Pee Wee Herman. I feel like we're finally getting somewhere. I no, we're not getting anywhere. No, no. We were never getting Um, But let's talk briefly about where... So we've seen... Where we're going next. We're going... Well, we're next we're going along Came Polly. But it's interesting to think about... I feel like a pattern is starting to emerge in the the Hoffman biography where there is a certain amount of like he's really amazing at being the most grounded person in the movies like at least in this film it's just kind of like yeah like it's I don't know it's an interesting performance because he's so he's so empty for part of it Mm -hmm. like there's no like there's no sense that like this guy wanted to be a like there's no it's not his movie so there's no scene where you're like yeah. oh, this guy wants to do this kind of work or whatever the case is but it's also he's so like i keep thinking about the scene w- that you mentioned before where he's interviewing will graham and he always comes off as the smartest person in the mm-hmm. room even when he's the most shitty mm-hmm. it's just an interesting thing to yeah to take into and account. again his, his death scene is like one of the best yeah uh, scenes in the film i agree without question Without question. Well, we did it. We did it. How yeah. much time? What are we at here? Oh my goodness, fifty-four minutes. Is that it? So it feels you, longer. You want to talk about acceptable uh, women then? Oh, I mean, well, cool. Who, I, I've never se- actually. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> he, seen. He's he's in that as much as he is. That he is. Do you have a favorite movie? Philip Seymour Hoffman performance or film? Huh. I mean. Put you I don't on the know. Spot. It's it's kind of it's still probably Boogie Nights. He really? cracks me up. He's, in Boogie he's Nights. Yeah. fucking amazing. Like because it Nights. is sort of like we talked about that. Scene. It's sad, you know. Like everything, it's just I'm like, so drunk. There's like a longing That's to a him yeah. that it's is amazing. just Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's strong. We talked about that scene where that the scene where he kisses uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and how that's like kind of because he's only in that movie for maybe no no 15 I mean, minutes right. He's as not opposed in, to this where he's in it for, for like you know, 12 minutes. <laughs> But like he's only in that. He's not. I don't. Mm-hmm. I. But mm-hmm. it's not a huge part. But there's it's that. Not. There's that bit. <laughs> there's no cuts. There's one cut in that scene. Mm-hmm. But just the bit when he's like, "I'm so drunk. I'm sorry." And it's like you're not drunk, yeah. man. Yeah. You're sober. It's like even every time, like I, I, I sort of remember that there's scenes where he's just looking at Marvel, Mark Wahlberg. Like uh, yeah. yes, they just show him just staring at him. And it's just like, wow, he just, you you get everything yeah. from those moments. That's all you need to know about that character. He doesn't even have to open his mouth. And yeah, he's amazing. I don't know if that's P.T. Anderson or him or a combination of the yeah. two. But well, we'll never know because we're yeah. not talking about it. We're talking about the master. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Do you like the master? I did. I did enjoy it, but it was one of those things where I've never gone back. Yep. I've only seen it once. Yeah. Me too. In yeah. the theater, I'm too. So I was kind of like overwhelmed. It's empty movie. It, I mean, hey, it it might be, but I don't know. It's beautiful. I, it's beautiful to look at, but it's, yeah, it, it's it's, it's an overwhelming experience to see it in mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, seventy mm-hmm. millimeter. I think, dude, George, yeah. we saw it together. No, I didn't see it in okay. the theater. Yeah, you didn't see it in the theater. I, I fell asleep twice. I wanted it in to the see theater. it in seventy millimeter. Yeah. Why didn't you go? 
you love the movie so I don't know. damn much? Yeah, I think I was watching Red Dragon. This is actually oh, yeah, no. This is actually the fifth time I've seen this. I, I totally lied. Because I watch this movie once a week. I'm a huge, I'm a huge rat head. <laughs> it's on in the background right now. <laughs> it's weird. He just plays it. Um. All right. Well, I'm Liam Billingham. I'm George Fragopoulos. And I'm Paul Molinari. Can we do that again? Because I fucked up. Okay. Do you not know your name? Yeah. I'm Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I'm Hannibal Lecter. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Liam. That sounds really upsetting. <laughs> I'm Liam Billingham. I'm George Fragopoulos. And I'm Paul Molinari. And this was. God damn it. Oeuvre. <laughs> Busters. Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for doing the show. Why did I do the Godfather trumpet? Um, listen, do you pay for people to do appearances? I was in I was in some of the films you're talking about. I walked by in the back of the frame in Red Dragon. I was an orderly in a, in a hospital during the war. What are you talking about? During the war. I didn't even make a fucking...